Welcome back to In the Spotlight. I really hope that you've been enjoying the episode so far. And this week, I am very excited to have two of my friends on here, also again, fellow South Africans, who have both been around the globe in the last few years with their respective careers and have a few years ago found themselves living in France. And as part of this journey, decided recently to buy a vineyard. Now, I find that extremely interesting and very inspiring. And that's the reason why I would love to have them today sharing their story um, with you. So welcome so much on this podcast, Yaku and Petri Terblanche. And thank you so much for making time to, make, to speak to me today. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Nice to be here. So maybe a little bit of background. So I think, Yaku, we met first probably roughly 10 years ago um, through mutual friends in London when we went, a group of us went hiking in Norway. And you are actually a clinical embryologist working in IVF and biotechnology industry and studied um, agriculture um, back in South Africa at the University of Salimbosch. And... Um, we met Petri a few years later, um, and Petri, you were working in the US um, as a chartered accountant. You are a VP um, in audit and internal controls in risk management. So two guys with totally different careers, and you decided to buy a vineyard in France. So maybe if you can give you a little bit of background, how did you end up in France and how did you come across this new project of yours? Yes, um, it has been a bit of a whirlwind, um, but we, um, <clears throat> we've been talking for quite a few years um, about what would we like to do for the rest of our lives. Um, do we want to continue down the path that we have chosen uh, in our careers, or would we like to consider something different? And I think once our children were born, we realized it'll be nice to be in control of our time, perhaps a little bit more. And... Um, to you know, not be part of the rush of the of the corporate life, and we are both from agricultural backgrounds in South Africa, and so we thought we entertained the idea that perhaps um, owning a piece of land and, and doing some farming could be part of a, a, a career change eventually, and maybe retirement. Okay. And so yeah, we started looking at at different options. Um, for Did instance, you ever consider something in South Africa, or was it immediately an idea to to look at something in France? I think because our lives were based at that point uh, in France, we were looking in the southern parts of France, but also in the northern parts of Spain. Okay. Um, it was it was Euro based um, purely because of our um, our lives that have been centered uh, centered uh, around this area. Um, and that's how we we started the uh, the investigation. And how did you find this um, chateau, this vineyard? So during my multitasking times in the, at the office, I stumbled upon a, a, an advert of a thirty hectare vineyard close to Bergerac uh, that uh, spurred my interest, and I did share that information with Jakub. Uh, normally, he was the one that was searching for properties in Spain, northern Spain, or other parts of Europe. Uh, and the reason that I sent this to him, it uh, it he took it further and to start organizing a, a viewing for us uh, in the middle of last year. Wow! So 
this this um vineyard is as i understand it's um i've looked on the map unfortunately i haven't been there but it is definitely my plan um to take the family there and to come and visit you very soon um it's in the bergerac region um in the dordon um you say not so far but about an hour and a half um what east from um, bordeaux and um you guys live in paris at the moment so obviously that's not very close to you um so you went to have a look and you you liked it and just decided well let's do this it ticks it ticked a lot of the boxes uh, from the start um we uh we said if we did want to go down this path it would be nice to have something that we can obviously have a second career but also have retirement and keep our interest and this property was uh, 30 hectares of which 12 hectares were under vines and the the remaining parts were all woodland and uh, forests pastures so it's it's beautiful um, there's a there's a lot to see and a lot to do apart from just the vineyard um, and yes we we realized that um, we will not be able to uh, you, you know work on the vineyard all the time because we still we're living or we still currently are living just outside of paris so we needed somebody on the ground um, that can help us um, with you know, managing the vineyard, uh, managing the, um, you know, with the wine and everything. Um, and so we decided we will need to, you know, get somebody to help us with this, um, which is eventually what we've done. And um, how did you find somebody? So through a network uh, in our South African circle of friends, we were able to uh, got to know about a, a person called Ramon Stoltz that uh, has been working as a a winemaker and a vineyard manager uh, in the lot uh, area, about an hour and a half drive from where the, the property is located. And we offered him the position to come join join us, uh, managing the vineyards and also being our winemaker going forward. And I think that was a, a huge opportunity for him as well, which he accepted. And he started on the 1st of December of last year uh, joining, our, joining our team. He, I can just mention, uh, Liesl, that he, uh, we thought, uh, both Peter and I had the opportunities once we finished studying in South Africa to, uh, to have careers abroad and, and get opportunities to go abroad. And we initially looked um, in, at the University of Stellenbosch, where they do um, uh, vineyard and viticulture and, uh, and agricultural degrees. And there was a lot of interest. Um, but then we found, as Petri said, somebody that was already living in France who could already speak the language, um, which was a great benefit for us, um, not having to get somebody through a work permit process or, uh, you know, somebody who maybe doesn't understand or know the language because that, you know, helped us a lot. And the fact that he already had five years worth of experience um, working in a, in a nearby vineyard meant a lot. And, and so now it's the three of us, the three South Africans, um, who take on this project, um, Petri and myself, more on the management and marketing and numbers side of things. And, and Ramon is the guy on the ground uh, doing, uh, you know, the, the management of the, the vineyard itself. And how is your French now? You must, how, how long have you guys been living in France now? Was it oh, seven, five, seven, seven years? years. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. time flies. <laughs> <laughs> your France must be, your French should be, must be pretty good already. But, it's um, um, it's uh, it's at the point where you can make and take phone calls. Um, for me, I also <laughs> wow. always find that that is the that is the um, 
the the the, uh, the telltale sign if you feel a bit more comfortable in a language. So yes, uh, we can make and, and take phone calls now. It wasn't easy going through COVID where everybody was wearing masks and you couldn't see people's mouths and the way that they form their their um, you know the, the the vowels and and the consonants. Um, I think also for the children, it was a difficult time going through COVID and you know mm. starting school and you know not really seeing friendly faces because the, yeah. the teachers were all wearing masks. So the the um, the, the French is okay. I, I think we've we've progressed a lot. Um, not not as fluent as we probably would have loved it to be by now, um, but we're making progress, so that's good. Great. Um, so tell me a little bit more about the farm. You say it's 30 hectares, um, 12 has vines. So what's on the rest of it? Um, uh, and and are, you, uh, are, you, are you organizing any activities on the farm? Are people able to come and come and enjoy the rest of the space or do you have any other plans for that? Yes, so as you said, the, the total property uh, size is 30 hectares, 12 is under vineyards. We're just leasing another five of a nearby property as well. So there are about 16 hectares will be soon yeah. under, under vineyard. That's part of the business plan to in increase the production to make the business plan work that we put together. One of the gaps was we need a, a winemaker, which we take the bus box and also increase the production. So it makes a viable concern as well for us. The other parts of the property, um, we have sunflowers this year. Um, there are pastures where the neighbors are leasing that for the horses. There's forest. Um, and in the future, we're planning quite a number of activities on the property, uh, both because we're coming from South Africa. We see how well organized and set up the South African wine farms are. Yes. I've been in the US in Sonoma Napa Valley for quite some time. I've seen what they've done there, experienced that. So that is actually what we're bringing back to the Bergerac region uh, and to increase uh, the tourism uh, for the region as well. Some of our neighbors are also from the same mindset. It's not all only about me, it's about how we can uplift the region and then everybody benefits from that. So we have the same mythology and look at, focus for, for the region as well. So very excited about that. Uh, Probably we're planning to do, or we're planning to do a wine tasting facility, some jutes as they call in, in, in France, your sort of apartments, which you rent out for Airbnb. Yes. Uh, picnic spots where you can get your picnic basket and a bottle of wine and wander down the forest and have a, have a picnic. And many other activities on the property as well that's coming in the near future. Yeah, I can also maybe just add that this year we continued in the tradition of the previous owners to have these summer evening events, um, which is huge, hugely popular. We changed the format slightly this year to um, allow people to, uh, you know, enter free of charge uh, by reservation. Um, and then we had a, um, a mobile food truck where people can buy the food, what they would like to eat and when they would like to eat. And we also had a, a friend's jazz uh, DJ who set up in the corner and were playing lovely background music. And then Peter and myself and Ramon were selling the wine for the evening. Um, and people were enjoying the, the lawn in front of the house, which has an amazing view across the vineyard and across the valley. And um, we decked that out in, um, you know, tables and chairs with white tablecloths. And people came for the evening, brought their friends, uh, brought their family, um, the first one, it was always on a Wednesday. The first Wednesday was, uh, we had about 65 people. Then on the second Wednesday, almost 75. And the last one, we were close to 100. 
So it is definitely popular and we'll continue to do these uh, next year as well. It sounds lovely. I, I did see photos of that on your Facebook page. Um, and I think there's maybe, I don't know if it's this year's or previous years, like you say, the previous owners did it as well on the website. And it's, it just looks so idyllic, you know, under the trees, in the vineyards, under, um, what do you call it, under fairy lights, um, with nice music. Oh, I'll definitely have to come next summer. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Now, Maybe let's talk a little bit about the wine. Um, I well, I saw you just a few days ago when you brought some of your wines to London for your friends here to and for people here in London to have a bit of a wine tasting. And um, these wines have actually already won some awards. There's some silver medal winners. There's a, a red wine that has a, a gold medal winner. Um, tell us a little bit about what you produce. Which wines do you actually make on the farm? Um, so we are lucky enough that in the portfolio, we we have a very broad portfolio. So we have a, um, a brut, uh, which we call a Stephanie brut, which is a, a, a sparkling wine uh, made in the method of the traditional the traditional champagne method, method champenoise. But because we don't live in champagne, we cannot call it champagne. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a lovely uh, brut, very, very uh, popular and sold out at the moment. Uh, so we will have to wait until 2023 for our next vintage to be available. Um, okay. Then we also have a, 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 as we call it, a Bergerac Blanc Sec, a white wine, a dry white wine um, from Semillon and, and uh, Sauvignon Blanc grapes, uh, which also won a gold medal, um, oh. but which is also sold out. Uh, due to um, high demand and we will have our next batch of this uh, uh, particular white wine available in December this year. We'll bottle the the 2022 vintage in in December. Then we have a rosé which um, we actually just got the results back two weeks ago um, and also won a gold medal. Oh, it's um, lovely. I, yeah. I, I, I did it on Saturday and it really is lovely, especially for yes, summer wine. Yes, a lovely, pretty yeah. surprise, I think, for a lot of people. Mm. Um, really nice rosé. And then we have three different types of red wines. We have um, uh, a Cabernet-focused uh, red wine and a Merlot-focused red wine. Both um, are unoaked, so they are just in the stainless steel tanks and we uh, after uh, making the wine, we bottle them immediately. They don't spend any time in the oak vats. And then both of them as well have won silver medals. And then the third red wine is, again, more of a focus on the Merlot, uh, sorry, on the Cabernets, a little bit of Merlot, but that um, has nine months uh, inside the oak mm-hmm. barrels. Um, gives you a really lovely full-bodied uh, red wine, um, which yeah has won a gold medal, so it has done very well. And then last but not least, we have a, a dessert wine, a sweet wine called Sosignac, which is, a, again, a very tiny appellation in the area that we live with, that we live in. And we are only one of 24 growers who actually produce Sosignac. Um, beautiful, uh, rich uh, dessert wine, uh, which is a noble late harvest, um, which we make from our Simeon grapes. And it's hand-picked and also matured in oak barrels for nine months and then uh, bottled after that. Uh, and it's great, served with some nice, strong cheeses uh, or ginger biscuits. Um, really nice. And it also has uh, won some accolades um, in uh, some of the, the wine guides that we have in France. Except for the, the brute and the white 
which you don't, which is sold out, we don't have in stock at the moment. I've tasted the others, and the reds each have quite a distinct, different, you know, smell and taste. Um, I think the Cabernet Merlot was probably my my favorite. Um, but I like, and I like an oaky wine, you know, maybe that's the new world wine, the South African, you know, in me, you know, I like the deep oaky taste. It definitely is beautiful wines. So, um, yes, I recommend you, people glad, try glad your you wine. It. Some of the, some of the vineyards are eight years old. So it's a nice blend of young and well-aged, okay. uh, vines as well, blending in together to make the, the Cote de Girac that you tasted. And how many, I was just thinking, how many people do you actually have that work on the farm? Um, you know, picking the grapes, doing all of that. Is it a huge organization? Yes, I think the organization is tiny bit different if you trace back to South Africa. <laughs> We're with handpicks, so we are mechanicalized uh, with a okay. machine canvassing to, to harvest uh, the grapes. So we only have Ramon on the, on the property, wow. the two of us. Um, otherwise, we're using contract workers as needed during different phases of preparing the vineyard from spring uh, to till harvest time and afterwards. So that's one that we own. We do the bottling. We have a, a company with a truck comes out to the property and do the bottling 3000 bottles in two hours wow. or more. And then uh, we were doing the labeling of the bottles ourselves as well with this, with a small machine. But everything is hands-on and we're learning as far as we can <laughs> through the different well, stages of of the of the production for sure. As part of the of buying a vineyard um, from the previous owner, I understand that they had a label, they had a brand, and you guys, as the new owners, decided to rebrand. Um, your bottles have this beautiful new label, which is mainly a tea um, for Te Blanche. Um, can you just give us a bit of history on um, on the branding? How did you get to the new branding and, and what does it mean? Yes, most certainly. We, um, Like you say, when we, we felt we would like to put our own mark on this new project of ours. And as a bit of background, um, for those who may not be aware of the French Huguenots, they, um, they fled France back in the 16th and uh, 17th century. And uh, they ended up, a lot of them ended up in South Africa. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, that was a good three, 400 years ago. And there was, that's where a lot of the history and the, the, the background of South African wine came from. Um, and I think it's very interesting now, after three, 400 years, that uh, Petri's forefathers who ended up in South Africa, we are now the generations after them that come back to France. Wow. And with our surname being Tablanche, uh, it means white earth. Um, you will see as soon as you visit us, when you come driving down the, the, the path towards the vineyard, it's this beautiful white uh, calcareous soils, lime, limestone soils which of course is what it says, white earth, wow. or blanche. Um, so it's a really beautiful connection on how, where we came from and how we are now back uh, at the vineyard. Um, a brief description of the label. So when you guys do look at it online, you'll see that the, the major theme is a T. And the T also uh, is obviously for our surname, but it also um, signifies the vine that grows all the way from the bottom of the label deeply rooted in the ground, deeply rooted in your culture and your, your history. And it grows all the way through the, 
the, the, the label to the top where it then branches out in the two arms of the T, um, which is also the, the two shoots, which will eventually um, carry the grapes or the, the fruits that you will carry in life. Um, on the right-hand side um, of the T, uh, we have uh, a lot of foliage and, and, uh, and flowers, and this resembles your artistic side in life. Um, on the other side, we have a very simple clinical writing, which is the vintage or the, uh, and the, the type of wine. And that signifies your professional career. And basically, when, when these two are in balance, because the T also um, indicates the balance in life, a set of scales. Mm. So when these two uh, components of your life is in balance, your, your artistic, playful side and your, your more serious, your work uh, ethic, when they are in balance, you are able to create a beautiful, balanced wine. Um, and that's the thought process that we've gone through to also put a bit of our story uh, on the label. Wow, that is beautiful. Um, did you come up with it all or did you have somebody helping you with that? Yeah, we have worked closely with, uh, with the agency in South Africa, actually, that helped us to create a couple of um, samples of the branding. At the end, we also share, or part of that, we also sharing our journey with them. And that was the deciding factor of a crystallizing factor to create the, the new label, which we are super excited about and tells the story. It's not just only the wine. The story goes with the wine, and that's what makes the package at the end. That's really beautiful. It's like this full circle, you know, from France years ago to South Africa, and now you're back. And I love the, um, you know, the white earth, like the mean of meaning of your of, of, of your of your last name. Um, you know, in that, it's beautiful. And like you say, um, doesn't matter if your roots are right, if your balance is right, you can be anywhere in the world, and um, you know, make a success of it and be as long as you ground it on the right foundation. No, that, that sounds like such an exciting thing to do, you know, totally, like you say, a different, more like a passion and, and something that, um, you know, in a totally different um, direction than your career and um, something I can think and just grow and, and, and be a creative thing to, something to look forward to. So except for all these other things, activities that you're planning for, for the farm, um, what is the dream? Would you want to go and live there soon? What's your timing? Um, any, would you want to um, export wines? Do you have any big plans that you can share at this stage? I know it's still early days. Yes, so I th our plan was originally with bringing the winemaker on, onto the part of the team, we probably have like two or three years time before we move down. We totally or quickly realize our face is tied to the property as well. So we need to be there sooner than later. So most likely we'll be moving down to, to the property uh, by the middle of next year. So that's much sooner than we anticipated, but super excited about that. That, was how, that will help us to kickstart some of the other projects uh, off as well, because then we will be there. Part of the business plan is also um, to find international markets to present our wine. We're already busy with as last this recent weekend in London, also making connections in the US. And we also will reach out to other countries and where we can uh, present our wine and see how we can export to those. Uh, that will be helping our business model that we have put in place and we're executing according to that. 
That's very, very exciting. Um, I was just um, thinking about the other day um, in, I think it was in 2014, a whole bunch of us, I mean, Yaku, you'll remember you joined, we went running the Medoc Marathon, which is not too far from your wine region, um, basically running through vineyards. Um, for those who don't know the Medoc Marathon, you basically run from vineyard to vineyard and instead of just water, they give you your their wine to drink. So it was about 20 of us all dressed up with the theme for that year. Um, you know, having lots of fun, running around. I mean, that's maybe an idea for your for, for, for doing on your vineyard. But can you imagine that now, a few years later, you are not running around the area, you actually have your own vineyard. So um yeah, yeah, never, never in our wildest dreams. Um, well, I mean, if you if you take our lives, you know, looking back now, we would never have said in the first place that we would have ended up in France, uh, and then let alone, yes, owning a vineyard and then eventually living on a vineyard. So no, it it um, it was it wasn't planned. It just happened. Life sometimes takes you on a journey which you didn't expect. You realize later that it's part of the dreams or the visions or the hopes that you had that 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 lead you to that. Um, totally maybe different than what you thought where you're going to end up. Um, but it leads you to, you know, through these interesting little pathways to this wonderful goal. Um, and um, I am so excited for you guys about this project. Honestly, when I saw about it and I heard about it the first time, I was like, oh, my goodness, that is really such such a great thing that you are doing and and um i think very inspiring um to think out of the box you know go for something that you think would but you would enjoy and you have a passion for i mean who does not like good wine um and i really really hope that this will just grow and as you say yeah like proper like a proper accountant you have your business plan in place <laughs> But I hope that all of that, you know, will work out. And I really wish you wish you all the best with this project. Um, and I hope that we can speak in a in a in a in a in a year or two or three in a in a follow-up episode and hear where you are in your journey. Um, but before I say goodbye, where can people find you? What is your um websites, um, what's your um website address, your email address, um, social media pages? Yeah, um, we have a, a website called chateaulestevenie.com um, and the same on Instagram and Facebook. People can connect with us there. And if there's any inquiries, uh, simply info at chateaulestevenie.com um, to make contact. Yes. Great. I will also have that in the show notes so anybody can contact you in that way. Um, and yes, if you are in ever in the Bergerac region, please be sure to go and have a visit. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for your time. Um, I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the best. And I'm looking forward to come and visit as soon as possible to drink the wine at the vineyard. We look forward to welcome everybody. And yes, Liesl, we, we look forward to welcome you and your family as well. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon again. Thank bye you. Bye. bye.